to episode 107 of the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Butler, and I'm joined today with Phil Forriska. Hey, everybody. Good to be back. And Melissa Kavanaugh. Howdy ho. And we have a very special guest today. And if you love him, great. We'll give you lots of contact information at the end. If you don't like him, then you can blame Phil because he drug him onto the show. But his friend of the show, Neil Howe. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks, Stuart. Happy to be here. So give me the 30-second elevator speech of who you are, what you do real quick, so they, they have some context. Well, I work with uh, professionals who have uh, passion and the willingness to put themselves as the educator and advocate for the success of their clients. And then I transform them and rebrand them as subject matter experts. Uh, position them as the authority so that they can get recognized and then we help them leverage that and grow their business from there. Awesome. So what we're going to be talking today on the episode is how if you're an owner or GM or just an authoritative figure within your organization, how can you leverage that authority to help drive more business for your hotel? So that's the topic today. But before we get into that, as always, let's see what's going on. And I just realized Melissa Pete's not here. So oh, he's killing me. I know. This is like three out of the last five weeks. It's Jeez. Just, you've had to stand in. But let's see what's going on in the news of ruse. Does that mean I, now I have to sing? You do. I have Sorry. To sing. Oh. Mm-hmm. With hotel marketing, they cannot lose. Now it's time for news of ruse. Nice. You did an excellent job. Well you, done. I, I might actually give you the full time gig. Pete will probably not be upset by that. No, he'd probably be okay. You might be upset by it. I might be. I don't know. Maybe. So what's going on in the newsaroos, guys? We've got a couple of newsaroos today. Uh, Probably the big one, though, is the fact that Airbnb is buying Hotel Tonight. Say it isn't so. Whoa. I think when we told you about this earlier, Phil, today, your exact response was, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, a couple of expletives. Yeah. Yeah, this one's sent some shockwaves through the industry. I, th- I think we can try to yeah. unpack it a little bit in the news news, but it really, I mean... It's almost a full episode. <laughs> yeah, probably so. It will be. And earlier today, I was on the uh, This Week in Hospitality Digital Marketing show uh, that Lauren Gray puts on, and we kind of unpacked it a good bit. So if you want to you wanna get some more context to it, definitely go check that out. But, I mean, really, do you guys, what's your gut? What do you think about this? Is this a good thing, a bad thing for the industry? I don't know. I think it puts Airbnb even more in the front and center of hotel competition. People are going to start taking them more seriously. Yeah, I oh, I think it makes everything more complicated. Yeah, uh, always. Right? Any acquisition it's makes so it so complicated. So you've got to look at the why behind it. Like what what's the end game? You got to look at what does it mean long term. You know, and we have a lot of clients that have used Hotel Tonight. And we've had a lot of clients that are trying to or are using um, Airbnb. But to me, this is a big signal of what Airbnb wants to become. And yeah. we, we've talked about this on the show a lot with Airbnb. You know, there's a saturation point in, in terms of how much inventory they can carry in the non-traditional sense. You know, the vacation rental type of units. And, and you know, us being based here in Model Beach, we've seen w- what happens because we have a big amount we have there's a lot of vacation rentals on the market here not, obviously they're not sold as 
as much through Airbnb as in some major cities, but VRBOs and, and homeways and stuff like that have been selling these types of alternative accommodations for a long time. So at some point, there's going to be a limit to where Airbnb can grow. In, right. And we know that they want to go public at some point. And we know that the market favors growth potential at this point. They, they really aren't necessarily looking at profitability as much as they are. Where can this this business grow? Look at what's happened with Amazon stock as an example of that, right? Yeah. So what does this mean? It means that Airbnb are really trying to transition where their revenue comes from, diversify. It's not well, just coming from alternative accommodation, but it's coming from hotels. And they're becoming, I mean, I hate to say they're it, they're becoming OTA. an OTA. Well, I also feel like this is, I don't know, I don't i don't know a lot about Airbnb's typical booking window, but it feels to me that an Airbnb might be booked further out than your typical thing, and Hotels Tonight gives them that. Uh, right, real short, real short obviously. booking window, so now they're getting a, you know, they have the long-term revenue stream and the short-term just adding on to it. Yeah, and I really think this is a way for them to short-circuit the development life cycle of getting in the relationship of getting all these hotels because now you know how many hotels have worked with hotels tonight how many of them already have an integration they just got all these contracts all this data all these relationships in one foul swoop this is to me is a really really smart purchase for airbnb i also think it's not a bad thing for the independent hotels out there because if this means we get to market quicker being able to push our inventory out onto airbnb that's a good thing for the industry. It means we're slightly less reliant on Expedia, on on Booking.com. So, but is it really any different at that good. point? What do, I mean, no, but you know, right now there's what's considered a monopsony, right? Which is where this the, the supply for the industry is going to two distribution channels. Right? They have yeah. a lot of control, and you're really limited in choice. You know, you really can't not be on either of them. So the more distribution channels there are, the more choice you have, the, the more varied your, your, your marketing spend is. Because really, that's what an OTA is, is marketing spend, right? The percentage. And, you know, we still don't know what the percentages are going to be when they get to that final point. And you know, when a hotel tonight, you're not paying 20% typically like you are on Expedia if you're a small property. So it might be a slightly cheaper OTA, but it also is an extra distribution channel diversifying I'm, your portfolio i'm really curious if airbnb is going to start showing hotels tonight inventory within their typical set of you know would they show a hotel on the airbnb website yeah um and or you know vice versa it, on hotel tonight website or app are they going to show airbnb inventory for some you know homeowner who has an airbnb are you know I've stayed in a few of them and they typically offer, they have some kind of breakfast. They have like something they offer you. So these people that go out expecting somebody say they cancel and that person really needs somebody to come stay. Will Airbnb shift their inventory over to hotel tonight to, to help them out you know, at a premium? It's, I don't it's, know. It's tough because it's a different product. Right? Your expectations different. are different. Uh, what you look for in an Airbnb and who's booking an Airbnb is different than what, who's booking a last minute hotel because you just need to put your head down somewhere, you know? So I, I really don't think it's necessarily a, that they want to put Airbnb inventory on hotel tonight. I think it's more they want to put hotel inventory on Airbnb. That's my first thought. And too. you see that then their verbiage has changed. So it used to be alternative accommodations. And, and then mm -hmm. they started 
you know, when they announced the SiteMinder deal a year or so ago, they said, okay, in boutique hotels, in unique hotels. Now, if you read the press release for this or the articles for this, they've started loosening that language and it's gone from unique or boutique hotels to independent hotels, which is a much broader category. So I really think the identity of Airbnb is shifting to less about alternative accommodations and more about just, hey, we have lodging in general and you can make a choice. And to be honest, Airbnb has always been successful primarily because of their user interface. They, they reduce the friction in the booking process to make it easy to, to choose your accommodations, to shop your accommodations, to compare your accommodations. If they apply that same methodology to hotels, they could rapidly become a, a real competitor in the OTA space against Expedia and Booking.com, which again, I think long-term is a good, good, good thing for the hotel industry, especially for independent hotels. Maybe not so much for, for the flags. Smart play on the part of Airbnb. Yeah, especially when you consider, you know, all the speculation is they're going to go public in the next year or two. I mean, they just increased their stock valuation tremendously for whatever they spent. You know, maybe they spent 300, I don't know what they spent on this, three, four hundred million dollars. They probably just added a couple of billion to their market cap, you know, so really, really smart move. And and I wouldn't, I would not be surprised if we hear a lot more acquisitions like this from Airbnb over the next few years or next few months, I should say. So, yeah, that's that's the newsy that everyone's been buzzing about. And Neil, Neil, do you? I know you're not specifically in the hospitality industry, but you have an opinion on this or a take related to how you see this shaking out. Uh, yeah, well, I think it just uh, goes to show you when you have the attention of the marketplace, whether that's you know a global marketplace like Airbnb, or whether it's your local marketplace. There's so many new opportunities that can come about uh, you know the important thing is just to be recognized and and build something and be known for something and i think airbnb now has that recognition and they can do many more things yeah they, they become the you know 800 pound gorilla in the marketplace yeah they definitely have brand awareness and you know what's interesting about that is i feel like it's the hotel industry that's created that brand awareness because everyone's been freaking out and, and, and acting as if as if this was some existential risk to the hotel industry. Like every, everyone's been doom and gloom and the threat of Airbnb for the last two or three years. And every article that's written is just more and more credibility to what Airbnb is. So we really, as an industry, hotel industry, you know, which is who we work with, we really are to blame in some ways for the, the prominence and the success of the brand. Monster. Yeah, we've created our own monster. It's insane. Cool. Do we have any other newsaroos? We have one more, and this came from Pete. And since he's not here, I guess I'm going to talk about it. And this can is you, can you do it in Pete's voice? And, and, hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's my only Pete impersonation. It sounds just like him. It does. You got to throw bees in there, and you'll be good. Uh, this comes off of straight from Google, uh, and it is that we are now starting to see hospitality folks using Google Assistant for translation which is a great idea. If you're sitting at your concierge desk or your registration desk and you've got one of those little Google Home Assistants and it can translate for you. Imagine that. Yeah, technology is an amazing thing when it when it's put to good use, right? Yeah, makes perfect sense to me. 
Yeah, and I, I've seen you know a few articles recently about how how people are testing you know voice devices in general. But this this is one of my favorite use cases in terms of having this at the front desk, so that if you are an international kind of destination, if you're in New York or something like that, it takes away some of the frustration and the friction that can occur. It's just we're in the hospitality industry. This is a way to be more hospitable. You know, if you can't supply real interpreters this is a great opportunity you can now market yourself as multilingual yeah yeah i mean i think you want to be careful right in terms of setting uh, expectations could, yeah for sure but yeah i mean i think it's a good utility and a good like i said use case of where this ai technology voice technology can enhance experience can open up new opportunities as well so yeah, it's really cool. Maybe one day that people will be able to understand a Scottishman properly, right, Neil? <laughs> I don't know if that's ever going to happen. <laughs> now you, you've been here for, what, 25 years, you said, in the States? Yeah, 25 years, so the accent is definitely diluted. But, you know, when I first came over, I was playing soccer, and, you know, I was playing the sweeper position back then, who's the guy that gives the, the directions. Yeah. You know, my, my teammates couldn't understand a word I was saying. <laughs> that's funny yeah when i my, you know i'm from england and my when my parents came over for our wedding literally my wife is from south carolina and her dad is you know a country guy and my dad is from the south of england and he's working class so he has kind of that that working class mumble they they literally i don't think my father-in-law and my dad had any idea what either one of each other was saying the whole time that they, he was here maybe they needed this redneck translator yeah they might have done you want to you want to throw that out here so there is something called a redneck translator and you can go in either direction from redneck to not redneck <laughs> i'm probably offending a lot of people right now is redneck offensive i don't know i don't know but so if i say hello how are you it translates to hello how are y'all <laughs> i think that's the first time i've ever said y'all since See, I've that's lived here not even 13. redneck that's just southern well agreed yeah all right so let's jump into the topic at hand today so we're, we you you know are an ex an expert on how to leverage authority would that be accurate well I think the first thing that you have to do is know what you stand for and then go from there I think a, a lot of people aren't quite sure what that is but you've got to choose what position that you want to take in the market and then you know try and become the authority from there All right so let's expand on that a little bit so if you're if you're a general manager for for a hotel like how how do you go about that like what what are some things that you've learned along the way that are going to help them in terms of tangible advice like how do they start out by by thinking through that how do i stand out in the crowd how do we how do we pick what it is we stand for well i think you have to look at your market and where your business is coming from and uh, you know take a, a deeper look at that and maybe even see where your most profit is coming from and figure out if you can concentrate on that area of the market and be known for that. Um, you know, th there's a lot of discount hotels out there. Uh, there's a lot of expensive hotels out there. I imagine that people make more money and more profit with the expensive hotels. Um, I think people are looking for an experience now rather than just a place to stay. So you have to figure out, you know, just what you can bring to the market, what your little, you know, piece of real estate uh, is going to be known for 
and kind of take it from there. Yeah, and you know we've seen that on on so many different extremes, right? So last year I know Marriott took a stand in favor of LGBTQ in terms of we're going to be equal opportunities and we don't discriminate and things like that. And that was a big thing, big move for them, right? You're really taking a stand and potentially alienating people when you do that. So it can be on that extreme where, where you potentially are, are creating um, some kind of debate, but then there's others where you could stand for something as simple as the quality of service that you provide, like having a brand promise that you are known for the friendliest staff in your town or something like that. Yeah, and each one of these things that you stand for uh, can be marketed. You know, that's that's the great thing about it. Um, you know, if you want to be known as the most expensive, uh, experience-driven hotel in your area, then you've got to show that up. But you can market that, and that's that's uh, I think the place where. A lot of people fall down is they're they're not marketing the the little things that differentiate themselves from everybody else in their niche. Yeah, and and I think when you when you look at what makes you unique in a hotel, sometimes that's the people that work there, right? Oh, definitely. Uh, the staff, all all the way from the the general manager down. Uh, are the ones that run it and make things uh, happen on a daily basis. And the thing about that is each one of them has a story and each one of them brings a, a certain quality and value to the market. And, uh, you know, the guests are interested in these kinds of things. They're interested in knowing about, uh, you know, what makes the hotel tick, uh, what kind of people are working there. Uh, can they call on you know such and such a person and expect to see them so you know even something like highlighting staff on your website gives people an idea of you know who to look for and then when they actually show up at your hotel they're saying oh yeah that's the person you know in charge of housekeeping I, I feel like I know her already or you know they get excited about going to see the the chef or you know uh, whatever the case may be maybe there's a spa there that you know they, they have seen the person who runs that so they feel a little bit of affinity uh, with that hotel and, and the people involved in it you know before they even have the experience of being there and we, we see this we see this happen in, in reviews all the time. A guest will point out, oh hey, you know Sean at the front desk was fantastic and helped us through whatever issue. Or some someone like you said, you know, um, a chef. Oh, you know, Bob was the best chef I've ever had. He came out and talked to our table. You know, a hotel might not be promoting that on their own. Take a look at your reviews. Uh, see if see if anybody has mentioned any of your staff in it. And if a staff member has been getting mentioned time and time again, go ahead and do something like what Neil said. Put a page about that person on your website and promote them. You can share it on social media. And it, again, it creates that affinity with, with someone reading your reviews, with visiting your site, and then ultimately staying with you. They get to see that person they feel like they know. Yeah, and I think it also has, you know, there's a... There's a reinforcement effect of doing that too, because not only are you 
speaking to your audience, the guests, but you're also getting your employees to feel more ownership in the product and what they're providing as well. So they have more a sense of pride. They're more mindful about what they're going to do next time because it's having a real impact on your business. So that you get their buy-in and they become better. So it's it's kind of like that flywheel where it, it builds upon itself. And uh, I, I really don't think we as an industry put enough emphasis on the people and, and realize how important they are because you can really get away with some you know, if your product isn't the best, you know, if it is a little old and in need of some maintenance, you can, that's forgivable if the experience is great because of the people interaction. And at the end of the day, like you said, the reviews reflect that. The, the most extreme positive and the most extreme negative reviews always, always, always reference the people that they're interacting with. Names, and names come up often. Yeah. Um, and really, I, your hotel room is not that unique. It has a bed. It has a hair dryer. There's an ironing board. Maybe there's a microwave. There's a bathroom. We all know there's a toilet because there's a picture of it on the website. <laughs> are you not over that yet, Melissa? <laughs> I'm never going to be over that. But your people are not replicable. They're unique. So use that as a selling point. Yeah, for sure. I don't mean use the people, but you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, no, you should totally use people. That's great <laughs> advice, Melissa. <laughs> But I mean, I yeah, it's tough, right? So what do you say, Neil, this, to a to a, if you're the hotel that's listening that maybe has that um, front desk reservationist that isn't the most polished person, so they're a little little apprehensive about putting them in their marketing collateral in their on their website. Like how how do they go from how do they overcome that fear? What can they do? As far as putting somebody that doesn't want to be front and center? Well, maybe the person wants to, but the, the, the owner's a little concerned. Maybe they're not, you know, the most polished person. Maybe they're concerned about what the perception will be. Uh, well, if they're going to put them out front uh, to talk to the, <laughs> the guests that are coming in, uh, I think they need to get over that fear pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Because that's the first representation of the kind of service that they're going to receive and the welcome that they get to that hotel is the front desk. Um, you know, I, I think you just have to put yourself out there and be confident in your staff. If you're going to hire them to do a job, um, you, you know, you've got to trust them to do uh, the right job. And it, it really all comes down to service. And people aren't uh, bothered about, uh, and I say this with my podcast guests all the time as well, uh, people aren't bothered about how intellectual you are and you know if you if you make mistakes during your speech or anything like that they, they don't really care they want to know if you are willing and able to help them and you know that is the bottom line it really comes down to service so if the people that you hire are, are willing to serve and they got a smile on their face uh, I think you know the general manager needs to be uh, content with that. Yeah, I agree. It, it it comes down to authenticity of the person, and and do are they believable? You know, you don't want to try to architect a, a fake persona for anyone, right? Just let them naturally be who they are. And I think you touched on something that that a lot of people overlook, which is the hiring process, in terms of who you select to be a part of your company, a part of your hotel, is probably the most important part of your job because they they are the the face when someone comes in 
And if you don't trust them to be a part of your marketing, then you should never, ever trust them to be the first the person someone sees. at the, at yeah. the door, right? So, um, and yeah, that, that, that's across the board. Of, speaking of greeters, uh, you know, a friend was telling me that uh, a hotel in their hometown just hired a new greeter for their door, and it was a dog. It was the mascot. <laughs> Uh, but that was a big thing, and this is where you know authority and differentiating can come in, because the the local newspaper and the news got hold of this story, and they got tons of media attention just because you know they had a dog greeting them at the door, which is you know something different that made people smile. Yeah. That's awesome, and go, I want everyone to do that, please. No, get a friendly I dog. I will never Stuart stay. Will never stay. Don't listen to Stuart. Get yourself a dog. You're going to get the media coverage Neil just mentioned and probably a ton of links, which will help your SEO. Just saying. <laughs> but but if everyone does it, it's not newsworthy anymore, right? That's that's the thing. You've got to do something that's All right, unique. get a parrot. Unique, unique not, to you. not everyone listens to this podcast, so everyone who does isn't going to be saturating the market. But the point is, like, if I own a hotel, that would never work for me, right? Because I'm never going to... hate dogs. I don't hate dogs. I just... I don't love them like the rest of you crazy people. But, you know, I... I would do something different because that's what I'm about. Yeah. That's what's authentic. Along the so same you've got to vein. find something you believe in and you're passionate about. And, and you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be that you're the best at something, but that you're passionate about it. Or you, you know? have something unique like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Animatronic Darth Vader. I don't care what you yeah, put at it, the front door. For sure. I'd have to pay a lot of royalties to Disney if I did <laughs> that. But yeah, I could be the best Myrtle Beach hotel that loves Star Wars and have nerdy stuff in every room but yeah other than the licensing issues that would appeal to a certain type of person that's likely to have a good experience in my hotel because we share some kind of commonality mm. yeah it's definitely all about uh, doing something different and that attracts a certain part of uh, the market you know being the official hotel of you know pet friendliness or Star Wars or whatever it might be, uh, that is something that you can market and get known for. Yeah. but And again, it's about differentiation. And differentiation is about finding something that other people value and they're willing to pay extra for or put more effort into getting. So the, the truth is, if you are passionate about something, there's probably a group of people out there that are passionate about that. And that, that could be like, it could be health and wellness, you know, it, it could be the environment. It could be breakfast. It yeah, doesn't matter what it is. The best brunch in the market. We right. have bottomless mimosas and unlimited waffles cost you nothing. Right. And, you know, you're bringing in people who really dig eating brunch when right. they're on vacation. Right. If Pete were to open a hotel, he could be the like bee. all about natural honey or something like that. Because he's and, and local honey because he has his own bees. bees that he okay. killed. That he murdered, <laughs> slaughtered, I would say slaughtered. Massacred, maybe. Maybe. Mm. Well, uh, Stuart, here's something that I shared with Phil uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Condé Nast Traveler magazine, they profiled their uh, 810,000 affluent uh, subscribers and basically asked you know, what they would like to see from hotels or travel companies based on their social responsibility. And, and this was a big thing. 58% uh, of uh, the people said their choice of hotel 
would be influenced by the support it gives to the local community. So, you know, that is a huge thing there. So that's a message that, you know, a local hotel is going to have to get out there. How are they supporting the local community? Yeah. Um, 86% said they'd like the hotels to explain how they're contributing to their communities and the environment as well. So those are two big issues. I mean, 83%, that's almost everybody. Yeah. So those, those are two things that you know, should be front and center for any hotel. Yeah, that could be something like um, a green initiative where, where you're obviously having you know, environmental things that you're taking care of within your property. It could be something is getting your staff involved with Habitat for Humanity, Some, something you know, charitable for your community. Help yourself stand right. out. Yeah, and we've got a couple of clients that are really big into that, you know, the giving back side. And we, some of them will do, uh, when you're going through the booking process, you can also contribute additional to a, whatever the cause is that month. But on property, they're doing things. So one of our clients in Model Beach is called Hotel Blue, and they do a cool thing every year for, um, for the um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But they'll change their, their, it's Hotel Blue, so they have lights outside that are blue in the, at night when you drive by it. The hotel is shining blue, but for that month they change it to pink, which is really cool, right? So they also do like toys for tots around Christmas time. They do a lot of other things. They do a cancer walk at some point during the, the year as well. But it, it's not just a, hey, we're doing this to generate awareness and business. If you talk to the people, they are passionate about the cause. You know, they have real stories. You know, in the case of the breast cancer awareness, they have staff members and family members that have been affected by this disease. And so they really are trying to work hard to, to build awareness, raise money, and do good things. And, and so I think when we're talking about things like the environment, it's really important that you are authentic, that you do believe in what you're saying. You're not just doing it as a means to an end, but you genuinely want to reduce the use of whatever it is. You know, oh, hey, we don't wash the towels every day because if you choose to, we'll, we'll wash it once every two or three days because that saves water and that, that helps the environment mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But you've got to believe in what the, what you're standing for, I think, to make it authentic. But so something I wanted to have Neil talk a little more on was once you establish that differentiator, once you establish that thing that, that sets you apart or you know, you've, you've really gone forward with an initi initiative to help the community, how do you share that story as as the GM who put this idea in place? What's the next step? How do you share the story? Well, there's a couple of ways that I like to use that are probably different than uh, most people would would think about, especially when it comes to hotels. But uh, you know, all these stories, and I think you know, telling a story is one of the best ways to sell your property or your product or service or whatever it is that you have uh, and, and sharing your passion just like we were talking about it's got to be authentic you've got to be passionate about it and, and you can do that in uh, this medium right here just uh, you know doing a, a podcast that you can talk about what's going on around your hotel uh, you know you can highlight some of the staff you can highlight the restaurant or any of the amenities so, uh, and that can be shared through emails, through social media, uh, you know, all those different uh, channels. Uh, but a podcast is a great way to get 
the message out. Uh, another one is a, a book, um, a, a book specifically about your hotel. Now, books these days are relatively easy to put together and print uh, with Amazon. They've really lowered the bar to where you know, it is achievable for uh, a hotel to put together a book that they could leave in each room. Um, you know, two to three dollars for a book would be a great investment, I think, that really shares the story of that hotel. Not only are people in the room going to sit and read it, because they've got to have something to, to read and do when they're there. It's going to give them ideas. It's going to show off the restaurant so that they might choose to go there instead of uh, ordering pizza or something like that. And also, if you say, please take this with you and you include uh, some marketing materials to invite them back or to refer friends, uh, books rarely, if ever, get thrown away. So it's always going to be, you know, you're always going to be top of mind if, if you have something like that. So, you know, th those are just two ways that you can really get that message out there a little bit different than, you know, your typical online advertising. Yeah, and I especially like the the book idea. I think if you look at some of the big brands that have done similar things, like Zappos has that culture book that you can just order online for free and they'll send it to you. But doing something like that at the hotel level is a great idea in terms of exposing people to who you are, who the staff are, get to know them. You know, it's it's not something that necessarily is going to drive new business because they're seeing it when they're on property. But it's going to build and develop that relationship with people that are there and help them build that affinity so that they then go spread word of mouth and then more likely to come stay with you again next time. So I really, really like that idea. I haven't seen hotels really do that. I've seen a couple that do like area guides and things like that, but it's not it's really... It's not the same. It's not the same as, yeah. hey, here's who we are. This is our DNA. I'll tell you why I love Neil's podcast idea for a hotel is because many people were driving or flying to the hotel they're staying at. And if it's a destination market, you can really highlight, one, your property, but two things to do around it. That can be sent in a pre-arrival email saying, hey, um, thanks for coming to stay with us. Here's your confirmation number. If you need something to listen to and find out what's going on while you're here, you know, have a listen to this on your drive. Have a listen to this on your flight. That's so a great idea. Download. I never really thought about it. Because we, we always talk about, you know, when when is the guest your guest, right? Well, really, the minute they come to your website, they're your guest. But or you should tr start treating them like your guest. But once they've booked, that gap between when they've booked and when they actually arrive on property, there's a lot of opportunity to prime them with information that's going to enhance their experience, set expectations, all that stuff. And you're right. The, the audio format is something that we obviously here at Fuel we've benefited from through through this podcast. But there's so many people now that use this as a medium to gain information. And as a hotel, it's not something you need to invest a ton of time into. It's right. something you can do. You know, have ten episodes. No one's listening. To probably ten episodes, but have one about your restaurant, one about the amenities, one about the things to do around right. town. People can pick and choose, right. but it's it's helpful for your guests. It's informational. Um, it, it, and it and it'll create a, a relationship between you and them prior to them showing up on your property. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't need to be a weekly serialized thing no. like this. It can just be a one shot done. It's just it's it's content, right? And really all in the content game these days. So it's content that helps 
give people new information that they wouldn't have consumed otherwise. And you don't need to spend a ton of money on equipment either. You can do it on your iPhone. I mean, quality somewhat counts, but if it's something quick and easy, you know, you can you can just voice record it on your iPhone and upload it. It's you don't yeah. have to if you're if you don't have a big marketing budget and this is something you want to do, you can do it on a phone. Yeah, I mean, we literally started this podcast with a Yeti mic. It cost us 50 bucks. Yeah. Right? And plugged that into a laptop, sat around a table, and just started talking. You know, we spent a little bit more since then, but I mean, certainly less than five hundred dollars total in in equipment over the two years, three years we've almost been doing this. And well worth it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Let's let's everyone listening go do that. Do those things. So Neil, you you talk a lot too about reaching out to not just the local community but other communities too. So like bloggers, and that's something we've talked about on the show before about influ- We you know the term influencers is banded around a lot, but what what advice do you have? So we've established that we have a story to tell. We we st- we're standing behind some kind of unique uh, value proposition and and unique stance on whatever the the subject matter is. How do you see hotels engaging with bloggers to help amplify that message? Well, I think that bloggers, you know, the the good ones certainly have a big market. Um, you know, so you're you're putting your message out, and generally it's a very positive message. If you invite a blogger to uh, you know stay at your facility, they're going to put forth uh, all your best features to their market and obviously that is something that the hotel is going to want to uh, you know have on their website and share as well uh, a great social media post but uh, yeah there's hundreds of bloggers out there that have some very strong domains Phil from uh, an SEO standpoint that can really get some quality links uh, relevant links coming back to your website that can you know, really help, especially if you're in a, a local market. Agreed. From an SEO standpoint, influencer marketing can be can be fantastic for you as well. It's it's almost like, and then from a, just a you know customer perspective, it's a it's almost like a very trusted review. If someone follows a blog, you know they can then they would be more apt to stay with a property should that blogger go stay there. Um, we see it. We see it with mommy blogs a lot. Um, you just have to be, you know, very discerning and very careful when you go after certain influencers. You need to align with what they stand for, right. and who their audience is. Right. Their so, audience needs to look a lot like your audience for sure. And, and we talked about that a little earlier. So when you decide what it is that you stand behind and what your authority is, find the blogger that aligns with you best. And and create a relationship with them. Have them come stay at the property and and tell their tell their fan base about it on on their blog on their social media. Right. So then beyond bloggers, Neil, how else should they be spreading the, evangelizing and spreading the message? Uh, I think the platform is very important. We've talked a lot about uh, different things that they can do. That is just a message. I think the platform that you. Uh, present that message on is important. Uh, We use a lot of news releases, uh, press releases that go out to these affiliates of ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, all across uh, the country. And basically you're you're using their authority uh, and their trust and putting yourself in there. So you're kind of borrowing their trust and authority for a minute 
and it gives you something great to share on social media, basically saying, hey, our hotel is getting all this national media attention for the thing that we're doing, you know, come check us out. It gives you that authority that people want to check out your website and, you know, see exactly what it is that you are about and read more into your story and hopefully uh, book. Um, you know, it's not only about the people who are going online and, and searching for a hotel that they need right there and then. It's about people in your local community just being aware of you and what you're doing with that brand awareness uh, so that they can make those recommendations if you know there's there's a wedding happening and people are coming in from out of town you know they're going to give the recommendation of the hotel that's uh, top of mind so uh, just being front and center and having that authority while you're doing it is important uh, the other thing in in the case of the the dog greeter like we talked about before yeah, these are things that the local news channel is, you know, really looking to cover and, and get on TV. And that gets in front of a whole new audience. So finding a way to get on TV, whether it's through your cause, your mission, the charities that you support, or the events that you have, uh, collaborations maybe that you have with other uh, local uh, community uh, businesses, uh, these are all great excuses to get in front of the media. And there's certainly a lot of power in the media. So, so Neil, I mean, I, I know you mentioned press releases. That's a, a great and simple way you can do from behind your desk. But uh, you know, another, should you be reaching out to your local news personally? Um, or do you just rely strictly on press release? Oh, no, you can reach out personally, and a great way to do that as well is with uh, social media accounts. Uh, I know in Atlanta here, they're very, very involved in the social media, whether it's the, the weather person or the it's news It's always anchors. the weather person. Yeah, they're on social media all the time, uh, you know, going back and forth with their audience. So uh, getting their attention there is one of the best ways to just, you know, get on their radar and then from there, it's, you know, you want to share what you're doing, share your story, and there's a good chance that they will pick it up. Yeah, and it, it I mean, all business comes down to relationships, right? It, it's people that know you, trust you, value what you have to contribute. And, and the more you have those direct relationships with the local media, the, the more it increases your likelihood of getting positive sentiment written about you. And, I mean, that ultimately is what you're trying to look for in, in, or you want to get out of the local media. It's just hey, positive exposure. So yeah. definitely, you know, form relationships, take them out at lunch. It's, it's great. But, but do it in an authentic way. You know, don't, don't be kind of backhanded about it. Genuinely build a relationship. Oh, don't just fa falsely give them compliments to make them like you. Genuinely get to know them and find rapport, find, you know, things that you agree on and develop that relationship we mentioned we mentioned mommy bloggers a second ago but i know neil brought up earlier say you have a killer chef at your restaurant and you know that that person is fantastic bring in your local food experts or or you know try to get them maybe even nationally recognized through something like we just said reaching out to a news whatever i don't i don't know uh, yeah. maybe neil neil can talk to this more but um 
I feel like a, a chef can bring someone to you because you do a particular thing so well. Right. I, I'll give you an example. So this morning, I, I don't really watch the news that much in the morning. My wife does, but she, she had it on the Today Show this morning. And um, Al Roca was in Charleston. There was a festival going on in Charleston. You know, that's not really the the most important thing going on in the country right now. But you better believe that relationships were behind that. It was people that they knew that led them, that they sent, uh, I think, a few people from the Today Show to Charleston, South Carolina, to be at this random festival, you know, on this random day when there's a ton of other news Why? going on. You know? Exactly. Why was that? It wasn't Somebody because it was the happen. most newsworthy thing in the world. It was because someone had a relationship and they worked that relationship. And, you know, that's how business gets done in this country right. and around the world. You know, I always say the number one problem that businesses have is obscurity. And, you know, nobody's going to do business with you if they don't know about you. So whatever you're doing, you want to try and get your message out to, you know, the masses uh, and on a mass scale. And the media is definitely a way to just get in front of uh, so many eyeballs all at once. And, you know, when we're talking about Al Roca or, you know, a local or national TV spot, that is great. But, you know, you have your local foodie magazines, you have your local newspapers as well. Uh, you can reach out to all of those different audiences and, you know, they all have their own unique audience, but it's an audience nonetheless. Yeah, yeah hell, sure. try to get your, uh, try to, I'm, I keep going back to chefs because I'm hungry, but, uh, <laughs> you know, try to get them on, you know, beat Bobby Flay, I don't care, one of those silly food TV shows, there's a hundred of them. Yeah. You know, make a concerted effort to make yourself an authority like neil always says get on one of those shows if you can be an iron chef if you can be whoever mm-hmm. you know those are normal people they run those shows all the time yeah exactly try just gotta try yeah roll the dice it happens so let, another, another thing when you actually attract some people to your hotel maybe you've got a guest that is well known it's a celebrity you know just taking pictures with them and you know sharing that is enough to uh, bring a whole new audience to your hotel as well knowing that certain celebrities uh, stayed there uh, I don't know if you know the story behind Barbara Corcoran uh, you know she stumbled across uh, Richard Gere somehow just because she she wrote a report I think in New York and you know Richard Gere found out about her and then all of a sudden she became the real estate agent uh, to the stars, to the celebrities. And that's basically how she got going. So uh, a celebrity staying at your hotel, you you just never know what that's going to bring. But obviously, that's something to shout about and uh, share when you get the opportunity. After the fact, though, right, Neil? You don't want people swarming in your hotel because the celebrity's there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) That's funny. All right, so let's let's kind of bring this down to to earth in terms of we talked about a lot of you know hypothetical things. So we we talked about f- finding some kind of stand place to stand, you know, brand position, if you will. We talked about having authority in that, sharing it. But what how do we how do we translate this into heads and beds? Like what what are some tangible things that these folks listening to the show can really go and do from here? Well, you know, two of the best ideas, I think, are sharing via podcast and a book. Uh, and, you know, I know they are not the, 
the online things that uh, you know might get search engine traffic, but you know if you are getting people in your hotel, building a whole referral, uh, you know, marketing business behind that, the word of mouth business, I think is uh, very strong and very effective. Um, and the other thing is just make sure you tell your story. Uh, differentiate yourself from everybody else. It gives people a reason to want to come back. Uh, it gives them a reason to want to refer their friends. Uh, you've got to be known for something. So, you know, choose what that is. Uh, make sure it makes sense for you and stick with it and make sure you market it too. Yeah. And don't go to keep changing it. You see some people that try to be one thing this week and then, oh, that's not working. Let's try to be something else. And they keep changing. You know, it's. It, it still comes back to be authentic, be what you really are. You know, if you have a passion for something that other people share, that's what you want to get behind. You know, if you really want to take a stand on something, take a stand and stand there. You're looking at me weirdly right now. I though. just, I think, it, you know, I've seen, uh, I've seen hotels go from positioning themselves as a, you know, party destination right back to a family destination and, <laughs> yeah. and, and you wanna, I know exactly who you're talking about and, and, and you want to take a step back and say hey you're going to run into two different crowds here because of your messaging let's not do that yeah I mean that's a great example of a you know something not to do right where a property that traditionally has a lot of families tries to be something different starts having nightclub style events on property and that's a different crowd. It, you know? it did not work out well in the reviews. <laughs> no, it didn't. The, the, the families that took their kids there and saw people twerking in, in, on the pool yeah. deck did not appreciate it. Nope. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you've got to be authentic. But I also think you've got to know who your audience is. You know, And don't ever lose sight of who your current customer is. And don't try to be something that is going to be you know, in opposition to who that is. Because that, that can really bite you in the... In, in the end and you can end up with less business as a result because now you've alienated the people that were coming and you didn't attract the people you were trying to attract so yeah don't rebrand on a whim yeah that's yeah. the idea right yeah think, think through the impact that 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 is going to have and think about how that might impact things that other marketing efforts that you've already put in place yeah for sure i feel like we should do an episode at some point on like Here's, here's 20 different things that hotels have done to differentiate themselves. You know, I love that idea. We, I like that definitely idea. Because we talk about this, hey, differentiate yourself different, but we don't really give people the tools to decide what that is. You know, But maybe we can give an example. We, we always go back to like health and wellness and um, environment. Environment, you know, yeah, those, those are, are usually two. the two that we, we kind of use a lot. But this Hell, Neil might have a couple good ideas on that right now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to throw out 20 different ideas right now? <laughs> <laughs> I might be struggling for 20 right now. But, uh, uh, here, here's one and uh, an opportunity to, uh, you know, get some news or get some coverage. Uh, myself and my family are about to take a trip around the country visiting all the at least 48 lower states uh, we'll be staying in lots of hotels and uh, uh, timeshares and properties and things like that but we have a service animal so you know part of what we're doing is with the travel blogging too you know we're going to be blogging about you know the different places that we stay as well as uh, you know how 
accommodating they are to service animals because there's a whole market out there as well for people with the service animals so that's you know just one of those different kinds of things that you can do to differentiate yourself or you know have a story to tell that says hey service animals are welcome here yeah i mean that's a great example right making sure your staff are trained to be sensitive to that you know because mm -hmm. a lot of properties that aren't pet friendly there's a spectrum of what that experience could be you know if you have a service animal that you you need to function in in society and that we saw that recently with the hurricane we had that right. on the on the episode a few episodes ago where folks that were displaced because of the hurricane had service animals and the staff just weren't prepared to deal with that the appropriate way so i mean that that's a great example fantastic yeah i mean we, we've seen we've seen ones that are are trained very well to deal with service animals and they don't promote it very well i think that's a that's 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 a darn good one from neil right there yeah i, I think in general in in business anything you do that you're putting effort into and there's a chance that your competition isn't putting effort in an effort into that's something you want to highlight somewhere on your website you know because even if it's just one page somewhere on the site when someone searched for say Austin hotels that are service animal friendly you're more likely to show up if you have content about that so yeah great example right maybe we'll have you back on the show when you've come up with the other 19 ideas you know. <laughs> Cool. So in, anything else you want to kind of add to or any takeaways you want to give the audience before we wrap this episode up? Um, I think it's, you know, getting your message out there, uh, you know, sharing what it is that you do better than anybody else. Uh, what you're known for is going to put you in a great position to attract the kind of audience that you you want to attract and get the kind of people that you want to uh, come to your hotel uh, you know there's definitely a market for all different things uh, you know but ultimately people are looking for experiences and, and stories certainly uh, share what those experiences are yeah well said good job all right well thank you for tuning in to this episode uh, neil if they want to find out about you and what you do. This is your opportunity to do a completely shameless plug. Tell our audience where they can find you. Uh, the best place to find me is at theauthorityarchitect.com. Uh, you, know, you can read all about what it is that I do there. Uh, I also have a podcast myself called The Trust Factor Radio. And, you know, we talk about uh, developing trust in the marketplace, uh, very important for hotels, but, you know, any industry as well. And, you know, Phil was a guest on that show and you got to look out for that episode too. Great. Well, thank you for being on the show. We, we really appreciate it. We'd love to have you back again sometime as well. Yeah, thank I'll you, Neil. For sure. Thanks a lot, guys. Hey, Phil, where can they find you on the web? You can find me at P. Fariska on Twitter. P-F-O-R-I-S-K-A. Melissa. I am on Twitter at M-A-Kavanaugh, M-A-K-A-V-A-N-A-G-H. You spelled it right this time. I I'm did. really impressed. I didn't pause. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, you can find me at Stuart Butler. You can find us collectively at Fuel Travel. You can get the notes to this episode at fueltravel.com slash podcast and click on episode 107. 
And until next time, you have been listening to the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. Scotland was just named the most beautiful country in the world. How do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> who, who are they asking?